Snap Judgment regular contributor Joel Benizzi. He tells us a story about a very dear friend who received zero attaboys for his calling. I have this friend, his name is Paul. Paul's a real serious guy and kind of quiet and very, very smart. He had gone to Yale and he studied cello and he was really, really very good at it, top of his class. But much as he loved cello, that wasn't his dream. The dream he'd had since he was a kid was to be in the circus. Ever since he heard fly through the air with the greatest of ease, the daring young man on the flying trapeze, he thought, that's me. He'd fly through the air with the greatest of ease, a daring young man on the flying trapeze. And so after graduating from Yale, he applied to and was accepted to Ringling Brothers Circus College. Now it turns out that to apply to be in the circus, as an American, you really have two options. Either clown or showgirl. And he didn't have the legs for showgirl, so he decided he'd be a clown. So he went down to Clown College in Sarasota, Florida. And as soon as he got there, it was his world. (laughs) He excelled. Something happened to him when he put on that red nose, the face paint, the big shoes. He came to life. That was him. Falling down, pies in the face, running into walls, and most important, the funny walk. And he fell in love. A young woman who was also studying to be a clown, it was just meant to be. Now, of course, you can be a clown and you can be a clown, but not many clowns get chosen to be in the circus. And at the end of Clown College, they had the big show. And when the names were posted, Ladies and gentlemen! The girls was there, and so was his. And he was so excited. This was a dream come true. The day before they left, he did what all clowns do before a long trip, his laundry. And he went to the shopping center where there was the laundromat. And as he gathered up his clothes, he did what he always did, which is put him in a shopping cart to push back to the train car down the street where he lived. But as soon as he went off the parking lot, a squad car pulled up. And then another. And then another. And another. Four cops got out with guns and said, drop the shopping cart. Paul stood there frozen. And they said, drop it. He he raised his hands above his head and he... He stared at them in the barrels of their guns. Nothing in Clown College had prepared him for this. Now, Paul had no idea, but it turns out the owner of the shopping center had been losing too many shopping carts and had decided to make an example of whoever was taking them and said, the next clown that takes a shopping cart, I want him busted. They frisked him, they handcuffed him, and they took him off to jail. And as he sat there in jail all night long, he had one thing on his mind, and that was get to the circus. The train was leaving in the morning and he had to be on that train. And so he called the girl that he loved. She gathered up money, posted bail from everyone she knew, got him out there, and he ran. Ran to the circus, got there just on time, and as he went in, they said, Paul, the lizard wants to see you. Well, Paul knew what that meant. They rehearsed in a huge arena, and at one side, top a flight of stairs is an office with a big plate glass window and that's the office of the head of the circus known to all as the lizard paul goes up the stairs and there he's standing smoking a big cigar 
He looks long and hard at Paul and finally takes a cigar out of his mouth and says, We heard about what happened. Grand theft shopping cart. You are not serious enough to be a clown for Ringling Brothers. Pack up your hat. Pack up your balls. You're out of here. And then he did the most shameful thing you can do to a circus clown. He took out a black plastic trash bag. Paul took the bag, walked down those stairs, and as he did, everything in that arena suddenly stopped. They looked at him as he did the walk of shame. All the way to the far end of the arena, to his locker, he took out his red nose, his hat, polka dot pants, giant shoes, all in the garbage bag. He said goodbye to the girl he loved, and as it turns out, she would later fall in love with an acrobat. His movements were graceful, all girls he could please, and my love he has stolen, stolen, stolen away. He walked out the door, and he went back home, and went into a serious depression. The kind of depression that comes when your dreams are just torn to shreds. But where are the clowns? There ought to be clowns. Quick send in the clowns. And then one day he woke up and put it together. He said, cello, clowning, why didn't I think of it? medical school. He applied to and was accepted at Harvard and became a doctor. And it was some years later that he walked in to see his first patient, a child who was kind of frightened and a little sad because he was sick, and Paul took a good long look at him, twirled that stethoscope around, did that kind of funny walk, and said, what seems to be the problem? He called himself Dr. Placebo. Hi, this is Dr. Placebo, a.k.a. Paul Cooper. I'm a silent clown. This is why I asked Joel to tell the story and not me. And so both being a clown and being a doctor turned out to be my calling. Thank you, Paul Cooper, for living your life. And thank you, Joel Benizzi, for telling this tale. It was produced by Stephanie Fu. You are listening to Snap Judgment. And to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.